me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome into DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. All right, man, so, uh... Get out your pipe cleaners, y'all, because we're about to do some some house cleaning. We got some news to talk about. How do you clean your house with a pipe? With a pipe cleaner? Oh man, that, that's how. That's exactly how you get down into the nitty gritty, man. It's get a broom. Just start there. <laughs> you lose no, rag. Man, you get. You have to get into the nooks, man. The nasty nooks. Yeah, but you, you normally do that after you do kind of some more wholesale stuff. No, you don't. You don't start right at the you, crannies. You got a you got a cranny, especially high up crannies. You got right, a cranny, so that shit falls out, and then like that opens you, you up to some nooks. To like, yeah, you don't want to have to sweep and then get the crannies, <clears throat> and then that shit falls out, and you're like, well, hell, I already swept. <laughs> so you're saying do detailed cleaning and then clean up afterwards. All right. All right. It depends on where the detail is. If it's high up, sure, you got to do that first. All right, just. <laughs> Don't buy the the freaking arts and crafts pipe cleaners. You're not going to get very far. You need to go all the well, way to all the way to the homeware section. Right, right. So uh, we're going to do a news episode. That's what this is, supposedly, and um, alleged news. <laughs> let's start out with um, the Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice marketing machine. Oh God, what now? In their infinite wisdom, has released an interview by Ron Trope or Troop. Whichever one, regardless, is the, that's the cat that replaced Clark Kent when Superman was killed by Doomsday. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Um, who was doing an interview with Lex Luthor at on at Wired magazine? Uh, I'll put up a link to the article. Um, it was kind of interesting, and I'm really. It was more well written than I've seen Lex actually be. He's more of the character I want him to be in this interview. But um, what I what I gathered from the interview, what it seems to be saying is Lex suspects or knows that Batman is a human. Um, he says he's absolutely he's too human. He he might suspect that he's Bruce Wayne. I can't tell, uh, but it seems like he might. Um, but Lex wants to sit down with Argus and the government to to help with the uh, the anti alien stuff. Hmm. He actually does mention Argus in the interview. And uh, Ron Trope sa- or Troop says, "What's that?" And Lex reads off a whole bunch of shit from the internet that basically makes it seem like he believes that they are um, <laughs> worthless or, or impotent in some way. Um, I did notice that the Lex OS background looks like uh, Brainiac, the ba- Brainiac Luther design from the old comics. Yeah, I could see that. Actually, just flipping through it right now, it's um, 
he's talking about the Batman. It didn't, it, he says it didn't when the Batman first appeared, but that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it that may be the first in canon thing I've I've heard to really solidify the fact that we're going to have a real gap here from. Uh, well, he does he does talk about um, he's just talking about there where, where he's saying that it doesn't it, being a vigilante doesn't really help anything anymore. That it's not conducive to any to any real you know uh, problem solving in the world. Right. Oh, that wow. doesn't really that doesn't necessarily say that Batman's been away for a long time. Wow. Um look at that. So, did, did you see their little ranking of the I did um, see the little ranking. The graph that shows the investment the company investments from LexCorp, Cord Industries, Stag, Queen Industries, and Geschaft Krieg and uh Wayne, Wayne Enterprises. Enterprises, yeah. Huh. And that's only in D and uh D and D stuff. So they're and it points out in mm-hmm. their graphic that Bruce Wayne is notorious for his refusal to accept military contracts. Mm-hmm. Um and then it says, so why spend nearly nine figures on a prototype plane and ex- exoskeleton tech that have have yet to establish proof of concept? Yep. So even the basic news media is aware that Bruce Wayne's spending is out of sorts, <laughs> I guess we'll call it. Yep. That, um, that seems a little handsy. But I think it's interesting they brought in Stag, Cord, Queen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Krieg is kind of... I don't know what they're going for there. I'm assuming Krieg is still the the company that winds up creating Cyborg to some degree. I guess. Uh, that's what it was in Smallville. I don't know from the comics on, on Cyborg, man. I just don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so a neat little interview, though. In place. This is. You're right. It, I mean, I've just been reading it through it while we're talking, but it is. It's actually well yeah. written. Um, it's well written. It's worth, it's worth checking out. It really is. I'll put up a link. Uh, you can just go to Wired, though, and look for it. Um. If anything, I think it may hint that Lex Luthor knows. And you know, look at the last the last trailer. We we speculated that he might. He seemed like he knew who Clark Kent and Superman were, and not Clark Kent and Superman, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne were, um, as far as their secret identities go. So, I mean, I would absolutely as much in as much as we just talked the last episode about how Kent Grant would know uh, who Supergirl was. Right. I, I think Lex Luthor would figure out who Batman and Superman were. Yeah. Um. I wondered quickly, if that was honestly. what was happening in the trailer at the party. Was uh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that in the trailer episode. So. Yeah, could be. I'm still down. I and I wasn't. Uh, I, I, yeah. We talked about it a minute. I, I didn't have as many problems with the Lex Luthor characterization. That I, I'm not as down on it as the rest of the world. I think right now. Well, right now, what we've seen is a lot of ham. <laughs> There's a fair amount of ham. Um, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm okay with. I'm okay if what we saw in the trailer was mostly just his like public persona, but when you get into stuff like, well, if man won't kill God, then the devil will do it. Yeah, that's He's that clearly was weird. not in the public persona, so that was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That one, that one gave me uh, a lot of pause. But his the overall quirky part, I was fine with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've forgotten about the scene about the red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. You know, when we when we saw that originally, we were blown away. Like, oh man, that's a that's an interesting take. Let's let's see what he's got to offer. Yeah, because that seemed dark when we within the context of what we thought Luther was going to be. It seemed dark, you know, on the with the backdrop of uh, you know, the social network Jesse Eisenberg. That seemed right. really dark and creepy and kind of funny. Now it just seems like, oh, we're getting Hackman again. <laughs> I just I don't think we're gonna get Hackman. I. Honest to God, I think Jesse Eisenberg is too good an actor to go Hackman on us. 
Gene Hackman is too good an actor to go Hackman on it, but yet there yeah, it was. And I think there it is. Between the two of them, both of them wouldn't make that mistake in succession. Hackman's Except, a great actor, you know, but he made that mistake, and there's no way Eisenberg doesn't learn from it. That's my hope. But you right could now. have said the. But you could have said the same thing about Kevin Spacey, and there it is. I would not have said the same thing about Kevin Spacey because Kevin Spacey is batshit crazy. <laughs> I don't trust his judgment. <laughs> uh, that's an argument for a different time. <laughs> I don't trust Capex, man. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh, come on. First of all, Capex was a good movie. Bring like, but like right. bringing up Capex. I mean, <laughs> not the dude from Seven, not Kaiser Soze, not dude from, you know, House of Cards. Watch the meet a banana hole, man. I don't know what to tell you. Oh. <laughs> so many better characters you could have brought up though. Um, not to make your point. <laughs> If I had done that on purpose, I'd be very proud right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, Warner Brothers is apparently contemplating putting out Batman vs. Superman in a few theaters with a 70 uh, millimeter release. Because apparently uh, Quentin Tarantino has, um, <laughs> because of the Hateful Eight being shot in 65 millimeter, uh, uh yeah, they're he's or seventy millimeters. Sorry, um, they're looking at putting. He he got he spearheaded this whole thing of putting the pro- projectors into a bunch of different theaters. Mm-hmm. So Warner Brothers might put out Batman vs Superman to utilize the projectors that he put out with the Hateful Eight. So they're just gonna go. Well, since they're there, yeah. Um, what is cool about it is like there were there are old movies that were shot in in uh, seventy millimeter. Mm-hmm. Way back in the day, mm-hmm. and they might actually be able to play those for the first time in a long time. Do some re-release. The way they were meant to see. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so for as much shit as we give them, Tarantino at least did that right. Mm, that was that was cool. <laughs> um, I'm kind of curious though. Like, what? What? How do? How well does it translate to have that much CGI? Because I don't know. It's not you know. It's not like you filmed the the computer graphics. Mm. I'd like to see what it. I don't know. I'd be kind of curious. I'd be a little scared, though, because, you know, we were openly not completely happy with a couple of the shots and just the trailer. Yeah. So, I don't know if I need 70 millimeters worth of Armageddon yeah. or Doomsday. Armageddon. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> you, keep, you call him everything but his name. Uh, yeah. He's adaptive, right? Dumbsday. He can learn Dumbsday. Dumbsday. <laughs> Dumbsday. <laughs> <laughs> So they've also released uh, three new character posters for Batman vs. Superman, one of Superman, one of Batman, and one of Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, on every poster, the they have these like all, nearly full-body posters that are, look really cool, except there are these big, red, ugly symbols for each of them, like plastered over them. Oh, lovely. And that's been a big problem with all of the stuff they've put out for Batman vs. Superman, like all the posters and whatnot. Like they have a picture of Batman, they have a picture of Superman, but they have like their eyes torn out and like are plastered over with like the symbol of the other character. Uh, I don't really care. Yeah, for that. yeah, I'm seeing what you're saying. Yeah, they kind of like refuse to just put out a money shot. Yeah, just give me a money shot without a freaking symbol with the release date plastered on it. We all know when it's coming out. We're all going to be there. Yeah, and some of their release dates just say 2016. Not even all yeah. that informative. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, they released a an official synopsis for the Suicide Squad. I saw. Yeah. We uh, we actually talked about it on, um, on the Entertainment Roundtable, and um, they blasted it for being too alliterative, <laughs> which I, dis- I disagreed with. I do. The changing I of do tenses... Too. 
the changing of tenses, uh, I, I, I can't get behind. I can't. But here's, here's the official synopsis. It feels good to be bad. Assemble a team of the world's most dangerous, incarcerated supervillains, provide them with the most powerful arsenal at the government's disposal, and send them off on a mission to defeat an enigmatic, insuperable entity. U.S. intelligence officer Amanda Waller has determined only a secret secretly convened group of disparate, despicable individuals with next to nothing to lose will do. However, once they, reali- once they realized they weren't picked to succeed, but chosen for their patent culpability when they inevitably fail, will the Suicide Squad revolved, uh, sorry, resolve to die trying or decide as every man for himself? It's pretty much exactly what we knew about it before. Yeah, and nothing really truly new here happened. Um, defeat an, an enigmatic, the, insuperable entity. That's the part that's new. Yeah. Which I assumed that the Joker wasn't the real villain here. Yeah. I mean, he said he wasn't going to kill you. He was just going to hurt you really, really bad. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I, Someone's got to The one part you. that bored me about this was, however, once they realized they weren't picked to succeed, but chosen for their patent co- Like, come on, man. That that should be pretty upfront. <laughs> you should look around at your fellow players and go. <gasps> like, I think there's a, I want to say there's an old Family Guy bit where, um. It's a Star Trek TNG reference where they beam down, and one guy looks around and he realizes he's one of the red shirts and goes, "Oh no!" I don't remember that one. I remember the the bit with um, the original series where uh, it's, it's Kirk and he goes, "All right, we'll need a landing party for this suicide mission. <laughs> it's going to be me, uh, Mr. Spock, Doctor McCoy, and Ricky." <laughs> and Ricky the red shirt goes, "Ah, crap!" Right. <laughs> It just, just seems like you should, you know, look around at the company you're in and go, hmm, I don't know about this. Uh, doesn't this feel a little bit like, uh, like I feel like we're going to do a long play version of this with L.O.T. before this uh, before Suicide Squad ever gets around. Maybe. I hope not. At least, uh, you know, will they complete the mission or every man for himself part? We're going we're gonna to be watching that kind of all, all fall, all spring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But enigmatic, insuperable entity could very easily be the Joker, obviously. I mean, you, you, you know, enigmatic is the kind of word that would lead you to, you know, J-Road, but... Sounds like, um... Insuperable, though. Really? God, um, Such a weird word choice. Makes me think, uh, it might be Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Which is a popular theory right now. Is it? Yeah. I have not seen that. That one's been wandering around. Uh, mostly because I think it spawned basically out of someone kind of looking at everyone on the crew and thinking, you know what? Enchantress is kind of the most powerful person here if you do it right. I think they're probably mm-hmm. going to be dealing with her. I, don't know, I just remember her sitting in a tub. Yeah, yeah. And you know villains take baths. Villains They don't do shower. Take they take baths. Yeah. Heroes shower. <laughs> Heroes shower. Villains take baths. They have to sit and contemplate all the evil they're going to do. Right. That's the truth of the situation. And I don't care if you disagree with me. That's the truth. No, baths are heavily correlated with evil in in movies in general. Like, either heroes... I mean, uh, villains will take baths while they contemplate, uh, you know, the depths of their evil. Mm -hmm. Or, at the very least, you're taking a bath, and then suddenly the giant weird monster that's been terrorizing everyone in the movie comes after you. Maybe Mm -hmm. through a faucet. Sure, sure. Um, Yeah, either villains or victims. Villains and victims. They bathe. Take baths. <laughs> they bathe. If you're a bather out there, at least at least take joy. Like next time you're taking a bath, just just sit back and think about evil for a little while. You know, do your part. Prediction: Avengers: Infinity Wars. First three minutes is going to be Thanos <laughs> taking a cosmic bath <laughs> with Howard the Duck as his fucking plaything. <laughs> yes. 
Well, now I really want it. Now I really want it. Damn it. He's going to be making Howard squirt water out of his little beak. Oh, man. Dandy's going to have Deadpool oh. bring him a towel. I really do. I, I really wish Fox would just let Deadpool be in all of these things. Just yeah. <laughs> wherever he wants to be. Right. He, like, Warner Brothers should let him just pop in a Batman v Superman. Just... <laughs> Maybe the lawyers will get it around. By the time we have, um, you know, they, they were going to do, when they did the Batman loner movie later, you know, they were saying Deadshot's going to be his uh, his tandem. You know, mm-hmm. you get a nice little aside where he's walking through the street as Deadshot, and suddenly the, like, the camera pulls over and there's Deadpool right beside him. Mm-hmm. They just kind of look at each other. And it, like I'd love to even see Deadpool do the kind of the, uh, the what was it? it was the Marx Brothers thing, right? Yeah, it was one of the Marx Brothers routines with the mirror, the fake mirror thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see, I know what you're yeah, I'd like to see that little routine, you know, the... And then just Deadpool pop off screen. Just, thanks, getting back to my movie now. <laughs> cool name. <laughs> you know I'm better than you. Bye. Yeah. I would totally be all that. Will Smith just I, turns around. That motherfucker. You know what? I I think they should do a movie. They should do one movie together. Um, that's like nothing but like an amalgamation. But like just actually have a, a Fox Marvel Warner Brothers movie starring... Uh, Deadpool, mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl, and, <laughs> ambush, and bug. ambush Bug. Yep. <laughs> Biting that sock, right? Yes, the, the sentient sock. I don't even want to see that. I just want them to. I just want them to mention the sock and be like, "Seriously, a sock?" <laughs> you can bring in Batmite if you want. No, just the first. The first scene is going to be uh, when you when you get introduced to Ambush Bug in that movie. You know, it's going to look real serious, like he's getting ready in his room and. There's this real tense moment where he keeps looking over towards his dresser, and the the music keeps cueing it. And eventually, he looks over there, and you realize he's focusing on a sock. We're just talking about a crew sock sitting on a table here. Nothing, nothing happening. <laughs> but the music will score the fuck out of it. And then, just as he's about to like move towards the sock and really like crane in for it, somebody pops in the door. He's, what? 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. This is why, like. Little word of advice for everyone who wants wonderful things like that to happen, or terrible things like that to happen. However you feel about it, but if you want weird things to happen, go watch mm-hmm. the Deadpool movie. Go spend that money because that's, that's the vehicle good. where you have you have a chance. They won't <laughs> let him play with the other universes, but Deadpool can do whatever the hell he wants. You know what the sentient sock's name was? You remember? Mm-mm. Argyle. Oh God. <laughs> All right, so not a crew sock. It's an Argyle sock sitting on the table. Is this literally A R G H exclamation point Y L E? God, if I wasn't worried about editing out clapping noises, I'd slow clap to that. I would too, but it is. It's a little sentient sock. He's got arms and a mask, <laughs> like a looks like a Doctor Doom mask. Keep asking ambush bug. Like they they see him like pull his pant leg up, and he's got like five pairs of socks on. Why do you have five pairs of socks on? You can never trust him. <laughs> don't know when they'll turn on me i may need more all right um that'll be the big stinger at the end of that movie it's like it's a secret santa thing and somebody gives him a pair of like argyle nice argyle socks that's the stinger at the end of the deadpool movie right there ambush bug is voiced by uh by ryan reynolds oh no i was gonna be happily with uh happy be. with uh henry winkler oh yeah that was good yeah oh man i want things i know 
Anyway, um, so I don't know. I don't think we mentioned this, but Nicole Kidman is her her Wonder Woman role is 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 uh, is unfilled. By the way, she's she's not going to be able to fit that into her schedule. Mm. So sad day. Dennis Garrow will go wanting. No more Chase Meridian for the DCEU. Uh, I'll survive. Big what? I'll survive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'd been. She would have been fine. I just. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Megalyn, uh, Ichikowoke, whatever, however her name is, she's the chick oh, that did God. the vi- the voice of Vixen on, on the, uh, the little Arrow spinoff, the little CWC spinoff cartoon I, series. I laughed when I saw that headline, because I thought, fuck, are y'all just trying to, f- to fuck with us now? There's no way yeah. we can pronounce that. Yeah, we couldn't on the, on you our could Vixen ch- review. just the th- fish. But, but, she is gonna actually show up playing Vixen. On Arrow yes. in, in episode uh, 415. So, Hell yeah. Woo, that's exciting. I mean, she totally looks like the character, too. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Um, and Legends of Tomorrow, they are bringing back Matt, Matt Nabel as um, Rachel Ghoul. So Very excited with that one. We're going to have two Rachel Ghouls that we can watch. One of them is Jack Harkness, and the other one is the real Rachel Ghoul. So, <laughs> he's an actual race echo. That's gonna be fun. Uh, they also put out uh, Legends of Tomorrow character posters, and those look pretty extra, actually pretty good. Like, yeah. I kind of want them. Yeah, kind of really want them. You know, they didn't put like a giant LOT coming in 2016 freaking right. decal on front of them, so they look good. Right. <laughs> Captain Cold doesn't have like a giant like silhouette of a cold gun over his chest <laughs> and face. No, on these posters they'd give him a giant it's like a giant silhouette of a flame. Mm. Heat wave would just have a giant ice crystal covering his face. Right. Um last piece of news, <sighs> I think. And then we can ramble uh, about Ambush more. Yeah, sure. Kenyon Lonsdale, the kid playing Wally West over on The Flash, uh-huh. so, like, they asked him if he was going to be uh, suiting up as Kid Flash soon. And he says, if it doesn't happen soon, I will casually make my own suit and casually wear it on set to make everyone speed up the process. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I was completely indifferent before, and now I am 100% behind this kid. Me too. That's awesome. I like the, awesome. I like casually too. That that's that was a good. Well done, buddy. Well done. That was good. I'm in, I'm impressed. Ooh. They haven't been uh, they haven't been clear about when the hell that's happening or. Um, no, absolutely not. They should. God be. forbid if it was going to happen this this go around or. They shouldn't be. They should just you know surprise me with it. Right. Like everyone's oh no everyone's dying. <laughs> he makes his way into the lab. See, looks down to see velocity nine. Click. Right. There we go. Kid Flash. Doesn't even take that long, right? Yeah. Like just everyone's dying. That's the real reason. That's every. That's uh, just do that. <laughs> it's the only reason you need. Like have every member of Team Flash or Star Labs or whatever. Like. In some terrible situation, they like, Wally can't be in one, every place at once. So you know it's Wally, and and friggin' uh, Jay Garrick and Jesse Quick, and they all go into the lab and pump up with Velocity Nine. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So like the B team. What, what were they called? Stringers. The Liberty uh, was the Liberty something. 
um, Jesse Quick's mother in the comics was Liberty. Liberty Bell. Bell. Yeah, but, um, I thought they were the Liberty something or other. I don't remember. Uh, I think they were the All Star Squadron. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's it. Yeah, just I'm just reading past this. You know the um, they actually did a, a genuine French magazine, an actual one. Had an interview with uh, Affleck, Cavill, and uh, Godot. Oh, did they? Yeah. Everything um, I've actually seen that said French, I went, oh, it's that hoax again. No, it's a real one. Uh, Studio Cine Live, uh, an actual okay. real magazine. Cool. Um, came up with, they've got, oh, well, no, I'm sorry, Godot's not in there. It's just, uh, yeah, she's on the cover with them. But uh, the actual the interviews are with Affleck and uh, Cavill. Mm-hmm. But there's one part at the very beginning. This is the first question. Um, they're asking him, if you had to introduce your Batman to somebody who doesn't know the character, how would you describe him? He says, usually the films show Batman starting off or in the prime of his career. Here you're, here you're dealing with an older version, a guy at the end of his journey. He'll mm-hmm. find meaning in his own life during his conflict with Superman. He really thinks Superman is an existential menace, and he believes destroying him will be his legacy. Wow. Um, and he does, uh, he says he plays with the billionaire playboy side of the character a lot. Um, does that as a way to fill the void in his soul. Uh, moreover, past incarnations dealt with a straightforward search for justice. This time, Batman's reasoning is clouded by frustration, bitterness, and anger. This hmm. is a, a that sounds a little bit Dark Knight Returns and a little bit on the goddamn Batman. A little bit. I'm not. I'm not against anything he just said outright. Here's what's exciting to me: Affleck can totally play younger. So, if they do the Gotham thing mm-hmm. and just kind of. Because we don't know what year Superman or Man of Steel happened in, really. Like, they didn't, I don't think they even said. Um, all they really have to do is, once we get Batman v Superman out of the way, we know we're building up to Justice League, but, like, the first Batman solo movie, we can either have, like, flashbacks, like, or it could just be set before Batman v Superman in the first, like, all together, have, like, just... You know, take the gray out of his hair. He's younger. He's like ten years younger. He's twelve years yeah. younger, fifteen yeah. years younger. I mean, he's a young looking dude anyway. Yeah, I, mean, I barely buy that he's his age. A, his age. There's like a couple of crow's feet to take out, and he's you're good. You're fine. Yeah, and you know you can throw the crow's feet. Hell, man, I know thirty year olds who have crow's feet. I mean, right? just because they've been busy and lived a hard <laughs> life. Because shit happens. Actually, most of them are just just ardent drug users. I don't know. <laughs> Listen there, kids. Um, yeah. don't get hooked on the smack, see? Right. But, um, we'll send you our speedy doll if you don't. <laughs> don't go from speedy to arsenal that quick, boy. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like they could, they really could just go back and tell us the, the bad flex story. I'd be okay with that. You know what else I'd be okay with? We get three more Batman movies where he's cleaning up Gotham and stuff. He gets a little too old, and we bring in Terry friggin' McGinnis. Like, just let's go ahead and do the Batman Beyond. Yeah, wouldn't hurt me at all. Yeah, by the, so by the time, you know, Avengers is uh, winding down, and Robert Downey Jr. is officially recasted, and no one gives a shit about Marvel anymore because, too soon! <laughs> We're just now getting into Batman Beyond. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, look at this. At the end of the day, uh, sorry, if they do this, if they do this right, we are going to be getting into like the 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 apex of the of awesome DC stuff coming, just as Marvel is really petering out. They could. I mean, it, they've started later, and if it if they even have equal waves, um, it could really hit pretty yeah. big. Um, current planning though, they're both actually 
they're actually both planned to end around the same time, aren't they? About 2019, 2020 each time? Um, well, Green Lantern Corps and um, Inhuman? Justice, well, yeah. I mean, well, that's not the ending. Like, uh, Marvel is actually the planned. Round of films. Right. Well, Marvel is actually secretly, apparently, planned out to like, 2028, 2030, something like that. That does Last not I heard. sound like a bad thing at all. No. And uh, all we've heard from DC is up to 2020, something like that. So Right. can't believe people are planning that many films in a row now. It's amazing. But I don't know. You know, anything can change. Like, 2028 might not even happen. I mean, yeah, Infinity Wars is going to be like gangbusters, man. It's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. But after that, you know, they got to pull out some heavy. And it's going to do... They're coming up into some really scary movies right now. Like Doctor Strange and Black Panther and all that shit. Like, I don't even want to see those movies, and I totally want to see them. <laughs> I feel you. I, I mean, how much fun is it going to be to maybe... Oh, yeah, oh, God. I mean, it'd be 2020. Maybe the rights will run out. Um, maybe Apocalypse is just terrible. The rights will oh, get it's sold going to back. Be. And, um, the trailer's awful. The trailer's bad. And you get back to, say, the 2020-ish kind of area. We've already done Infinity mm-hmm. Wars, and they wonder, well, what's the next big thing? Well, now you can do M-Day. Mm. Well, the issue is I have taken, in my heart and in my mind, I've taken mutants off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm 10 years from now. I'm not willing to do that, though. Oh, I'm willing to do that. I mean, we've got Gambit coming up. We've got Deadpool coming up. Another Wolverine movie. They're thinking about recasting Wolverine. Ah, but Deadpool, though, is going to be outside of the canon of the mutant situation. Why? They're going to play with it, but I think they were going to make him... uh, I think they were going to rework his background a little bit, where he's more experimentation, less mutant. Uh, But if they do that, they can take the word, the M word off the table, which means he can transfer to other properties. But he's still owned by Fox. Yeah, that part sucks. Damn you, Fox. Like... I was just saying, I've always just been saying that that would be the one place where they should be able to play with them a little bit. Like, where everyone should be able to say, like, okay, we've got all these fourth wall characters, let's do, like, one big... Oh, that's the sandbox. Yeah, let's just play and with each other and, you know, not even take it seriously. Just play with each other and see what happens. <laughs> do you know what? You know what? It a sounds really bad the way you're describing that. it. I know. I let's know. Let's just not even take it It sounds like a... Uh... Hey, you know, a freshman seduction script. I'm just saying, all I'm going to take this seriously. Don't mean anything. I, We're just going to play a I'm, little bit. Hey, I'm just saying, let's get Kevin Sujihara and freaking Kevin Feige mm-hmm. and Lauren Schuler Donner and everybody get naked and put down the tarps. <laughs> See what happens. Just shake it out. You know? See what happens. Pull out your ambush bugs and your Deadpools. Right. Stick your ambush bug in your Deadpool. You need mix of spit licks, you can have them. That one's using them for shit. <laughs> Mixy spit licking Argyle. Right. <laughs> that would be the one like I would totally do that. I would I would be on if I was just I, if I was at the head of any one of these places, I would be on the phone right now being like, Do we have got to do this? <laughs> Like, come on, man! You're, you're we're the com- yeah, you're the competition. We're the competition. We're all the competition. Who cares, man? Let's do this one movie. Let's see what the, what Can't happens we just here. Just come together for ambush bug. They're all fourth wall characters. Let's just do it. Right. Lock all the lawyer, lawyers in a room together until they come up with a plan. Oh, I don't really think. And then it has as soon as they of... as soon as they come up with the plan, just gas the room. Who cares? I don't think it has a lot of weight. I mean, there's we don't have anyone recognizable. Batmite. Who? Batmite. He's Batman's biggest fan from the fifth dimension. 
Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Did Superman have one of those? The aforementioned. Oh, <laughs> we can have a fifth dimensional fight. I don't even know who the hell I'd give that script to. Fuck, man. Because that would be just... That really would be, like, break every rule you've ever heard. Everything you were told not to yeah. do in film school, you just do it. Like, you need to use, at that point, you need to use the movie Magical Mystery Tour as your, like, spiritual guide. <laughs> just... I mean, I know who I'd give it to. Who? Uh, what's his face? Uh, Terry Gillum. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> oh, that would. See, kids, that's why you need me in charge. I think I'd let him write, too. Mm-hmm. Let him and, uh, yeah, put him, Loeb, and Johns in a room together and say, sort it out, guys. Just sort and Paul it Dini. out. Oh, and Paul Dini. Yeah, you're right. Paul Dini. Don't forget the Dini, man. Never forget the Dini. Man, he'd have us crying over a fucking sock by the end of that movie. He would. He would. <laughs> We'd be looking at it, but Argyle just wanted the other side. He just wanted the right sock back. He missed his yeah. brother. And then in like five years, Neil Adams would be telling stories about how he <laughs> he went in and like got these guys to come together and made right. a really solid story that Told got they laws could, changed. They could totally pull this off. It was just it was all about how you comport yourself. Right, you, you got he got laws changed now. You know, our uh, <laughs> our government really does respect you know the rights of socks. <laughs> Dryers are only allowed to lose so many socks before they have to be put down right. and replaced. <laughs> it's like I got to be honest. At first, I didn't care, but then I was thinking about it. Where does that's the how, other sock That's how go? Dini would start this out, too. It'd be like a, the worldwide conspiracy of missing socks would have... You know, that question you've all had. Yeah, I mean, how many pairs of... Mm-hmm. How many socks do you throw away a, a year because mm-hmm. you can't find its brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here's here's the here's the best part about this. After that Fuck movie it, is done... Let's just write this thing. It's going to be great. Right? After that movie is done, and we'll, we'll we just actually just call it Zero Hour. There you um, go. After that movie is done... <laughs> no, Zero Power. <laughs> after that movie is done, though... Uh-huh. Shit, man. Uh, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold don't seem very difficult to conjure, do we? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, Tell you what, let's do that. if we can make you care about a sock, just just trust us on, on Booster Gold. <laughs> yes, we know his name is Skeets. Fuck you. This is uh, this is the this this would be the Guardians of, of the Galaxy for like all three. Just like this is to the upteenth level. Just here we go. <laughs> what is this? This is Deadpool, Ambush Bug, and Mitzel Split. The team up you never bothered dreaming of before. <laughs> oh, oh man, they're just missing out. If it yeah. really goes well, let's do Marvel vs. DC. Let's do a true amalgamation. Right. Amalgam Studios. Nah, that would be the that would be where the shark jumped. I I I, I fear. Mm, probably. Uh, oh. Anyway, I I probably need to wrap this up. I could totally get down with the uh with the 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 lost sock theory. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, the the only real fear is if we actually wrote that script. I don't think we'd we'd ever be considered for anything else ever. Yeah, I mean, well, we might get money off of it. I mean, someone would eventually just pay us to never write again. It's a good point. It's a good point. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode of DC On Screen at DCOnScreen.com. Funny how that works. Mm-hmm. 
You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you are interested in a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall at the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast or mcucast.com. If you will pop over there, dude, we, me and Jason, we were on an, an, an episode. It's like the top one on their page because it's the newest one. It's yeah. Jessica Jones wrap-up, and it's awesome. We have yeah. a lot of fun over there. That was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Barring anything else, I guess we'll probably be back next week for ne- for more mo- for more moves, more news, more moves, more moves, and more sock related elevator pitches. Yeah, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, we are not going to. You guys aren't going to hear from us probably until after Christmas. So we might. I don't know. Just go ahead and have to say Merry Christmas now and Happy yeah, Holidays and absolutely. all of that. Yeah, been a fun journey. Yeah, gosh. We started in May. It's so weird. It's, it's like Christmas next week. Yeah. Whew. So anyway, um, yeah, we are, as, as stated, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. Um, probably pop back in here and there, at least weekly. Um, but yeah, uh, how did you put it? We, we're going to, uh, re- uh, how did you put it? Something about uh, the laurels bending or something? <laughs> mm, no, no, no. I, I promised my laurels a uh, significant portion of downtime. Ah, that's yeah. it. In which I can, uh, uh, well, I say that, but what I've accidentally taken to is rewatching Batman 66. So that's a fine thing. I wish I had time for it, but you know, I mean, I, I I thought I was going to go back for, for many other things. And, uh, next thing you know, watching Burgess Meredith. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you this. Cesar Romero laughs too much, even for the Joker. He does a little bit. It's hard. It. I, I honest, I, you, he laughs for so long. You can do this. I've started fast forwarding a little bit. Like when he starts laughing, I'll just fast forward a few seconds and get to the end of the laugh. Shortens See, the episode by about three minutes. Yeah, he does laugh a little too much, but his laugh is not nearly as annoying as Frank Gorshin's Riddler's laugh. I agree. I agree. And a, a topic for another time, but Frank Gorshin's uh, face is. Uh, just downright scary by itself. I mean, when he when he's being uh, abusive to his assistants, mm-hmm. he's actually scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you played him straight, he could be really menacing. But um, you know, it's hard to take someone that seriously when you can see their junk. So yeah, it's real weird. It's it's a or it's a really good time to take someone seriously, but depends on the situation. If anyone is wondering, that's why superheroes wore their underwear on the outside so you couldn't see their bat wieners right <laughs> under <laughs> under the one eighth an inch spandex that was strapped over right them. or their riddler wieners right <laughs> or their or their or their pinger wieners <laughs> uh or robin oh, wings you. or yeah right <laughs> it's mm. they're kados they're tiny kados um they're little chums. <laughs> <laughs> Their most trusted assistant. Truly the gentleman's gentleman. <laughs> They're battle wings. Oh, yes. All right. I'll be and happy with, to call it there. And with that, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from DC on screen. See you soon. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.
Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.